And I think a lot of the ways that we used to serve large groups of people, uh, which were things like you referenced, cafeterias and buffets and large spreads of food that you know many people are accessing at the same time, these things seemed normal before. But now in a COVID and post-COVID environment, you know these are not the safest ways to to feed these people. Welcome to Mindful Businesses, presented by Sarani, and I'm your host, Padia Ayer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we have with us Drew Mundro, CEO of UpMails, branded wellness made simple. He joins us from Vancouver, Canada. Welcome, Drew. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Up Meals makes available to us one of the most basic needs, the first need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, food. But you make it packaged. How is that sustainable? Well, part of what we do is provide sustainable elements to every aspect of our business. So we actually work with a number of suppliers to have fully 100% compostable packaging for all of our food items. And that's everything from healthy salads to entrees to treats to cold-pressed juices and more. So we're really proud to offer those sustainable packaging options, whether it's a fully recyclable or compostable option for everything that we do. Uh, And we also offer, for some of our clients, the ability to have reusable uh, items as well uh, for places like offices or items where there are people coming to the same place every single day. So that's a big part of our business is the sustainability of the actual packaging itself. Of course, with fresh food, that's so important. I'm a foodie. I like to cook things from first principle. How can you make it palatable for me? Well, one of the things that, that is really unique and special about UpMeals is, is UpMeals was actually started by a team of professional chefs and registered holistic nutritionists. Actually, my background uh, is as a professional chef. Before we started UpMeals, I actually ran uh, one of the largest catering companies here in Vancouver for more than a decade. So, you know, this is my background. Where did you work? Yeah, so I prior to starting Up Meals, uh, all the way back in, in 2009, I actually started a, a private chef service uh, on my own. And I was cooking for, you know, celebrities and, you know, pe- families that were busy and on the go. And, and I thought that was going to be my whole business. And eventually, I was fortunate enough to grow it into a, a large event catering business. We specialized in corporate catering. We worked with huge brands like Facebook and Ferrari and Amazon. And we grew a huge team here. And so we really got dialed into to what large organizations want and how they want to feed their employees or their customers. So what kind of food did you cook? Were they gourmet? When we were in the catering business, yeah, we focused on on sort of more higher-end options. These were, you know, for fancy food for meetings and weddings and corporate parties and canapes and appetizers and buffets and plated dinners. So, you know, these were great things and we got really good at, at customizing that experience for the brand. But what we noticed and why we started Up Meals as a separate business solving a separate problem was that, you know, the dynamic of the workplace was changing. And this was long before COVID. People were working these normal nine to five hours as much anymore or Monday to Friday anymore. And the dynamic was becoming more flexible. So it was becoming very difficult for these large employers to feed their employees, keep them healthy, keep them happy by using a traditional service like catering or using a service like a meal delivery app. So we 
decided to build our own technology and build up meals to solve this problem and make these delicious, healthy, chef-prepared meals available 24-7 using our smart vending technology and our software. And that's sort of how Up Meals was born, is that we, we noticed in our experience in the catering business that there was a huge opportunity and a huge problem that really nobody in the industry was positioned to, to solve properly. Now with the pandemic, and even after things are back to normal, big companies, especially the tech companies, which used to serve meals to their employees on campus, will probably not have their full-fledged kitchen service as before. That's correct. And I think a lot of the ways that we used to serve large groups of people, uh, which were things like you referenced, cafeterias and buffets and large spreads of food that, you know, many people are accessing at the same time. These things seemed normal before, but now in a COVID and post-COVID environment, you know, these are not the safest ways to, to feed these people. And what we're noticing now is that, you know, our solutions offer a, a degree of safety. Everything is sealed, individually packaged and sustainable packaging, and it's accessible only through, you know, secure means like our smart vending technology. So for example, you you know with confidence that, you know, there haven't been 20 people that have picked up that salad bowl before you've gone and purchased it yourself. So we're the element of safety is a huge part of what we do at Up Meals. And, and that's just with the actual products. It's even how they're made. Uh, we actually operate a what's called a HACCP production facility. HACCP is actually the highest degree of food safety that's available. It's the same degree and certification that something like a hospital would use with the full hairnets and the full production environment to make sure that every product that's produced is produced in the safest possible manner. So where is this food produced? Do you make them? That's correct. Yeah, here in Vancouver, we do operate our own production facility. Uh, we have our own team of chefs and nutritionists that are operating, serving more than 10,000 meals a week to our various partners all across uh, British Columbia here. But and what we're actually doing is starting to build out partner kitchens in other major markets, so large Canadian cities like Toronto or Montreal, where we would partner with another highly reputable operator and allow them access to become a production partner, to gain access to our software, to use our technology, and to expand the vision of what UpMeals is trying to achieve so more people can access these products in a safe fashion. So would you be able to use the vacant capacity of restaurants? That's an opportunity, I think, for some of it. I mean, large, we essentially were a large catering company that kind of figured out how to do this. So catering being one of the most hard hit elements, areas and sectors of the pandemic, you know, being able to work with large, reputable catering companies who have the capacity, who have the facility and are looking for ways to help generate new revenue streams. This is something that UpMeals can help. We can work with the local businesses and the local economy and help them gain access to our technology to generate revenue and be successful. So we're really proud of that and how our system works and, and how we're able to sort of integrate into those local markets. Markets and, and help support the local businesses. How often are the meals made? Every day? Every couple of days? We run a production almost seven days a week. So we actually have our production system is quite innovative in that the chefs are preparing the ingredients and the sauces throughout the day. And our production team comes in and they actually work overnight. So what happens is they finish up very early in the morning all of the products that are fresh, individually packaged and sealed, and then they're delivered within a few hours to our machines, to our partners, to our retail partners, or to offices. And so the products that are actually stocked are, are as fresh as they possibly can be. They've been prepared just a few hours ago from the production team. And that happens almost seven days a week. 
And the meals, do I need your vending machine to have up meals me? Or can I put it on my refrigerator? Yeah, we work with a number of different commerce partners. So these are partners who use our service to help develop new, fresh, healthy meals to reach their customers. So there are a number of partners that we work with that sell online that we ship directly to customers' doors. There's also some retail partners that we work with where the products are sold in traditional sort of grab-and-go style fridges. But the real the business area that we feel we're trying to expand that has the most potential is, of course, with our technology and our smart vending technology. And this would be installed in places like offices or fitness centers or perhaps even hospitals or essential workplaces like warehouses where there's large groups of workers that need to be on site. And having them have access to safe, healthy, convenient food is of the utmost importance to those employers. When you talked about packaged meals, healthy packaged meals, Japan comes to mind. A 7-Eleven in Japan is probably a really good place to pick up some sushi, you know. And they have a culture of vending machines. Their vending machines even serve warm foods. Do yours serve warm foods or just uh, cold foods? Yeah, and, and you know what's really interesting actually is is UpMeals uh, at the later part of last year in November, we actually won an international food tech pitch contest that was hosted in Japan for our vending platform. So what we received as part of our prize as winning this competition was we actually are receiving support from the Japanese government and the city officials to expand the UpMeals model into Japan, into the Asian market. And the reason, of course, that was a huge accomplishment for us, as you mentioned, Japan is probably the you know, the foremost country in the world for vending and for convenience. So to have them recognize what we're doing is something a little bit different was really special for us. And the difference between what you see in a convenience store, what you might see in a Japanese vending machine, which agreed are amazing and, and so ubiquitous for the culture, is that UpMeals actually brands and designs each vending machine for that partner. So if we were installed in a large office or a large gym, the customers or the employees are getting a branded experience designed just for them. So there's a connection between the machine itself, the products that are being served in it, and that end consumer. So that's something that UpMeals does using our software that's different from how normal the vending industry operates, which is to essentially put a machine in a high traffic area and hope that people respond to it. And that connection is sort of what makes UpMeals a little bit different from what's happening with normal vending operators, both here and uh, over So say I was Facebook and I have your vending machine. So would my vending machine look like a Facebook vending machine? Like would it have the Facebook colors and the logos and or would it have up meals? And so what is the customization? Is it the meals that come in or the overall look of the vending machine? It's everything. Uh, So what would happen, we would actually work with those partners, Facebook for that example, to design a custom interface. Uh, Every machine has a proprietary 49-inch 4K display that has an interface that can be displaying uh, animations, videos, images. So it it basically, imagine a four-foot iPhone that's strapped to the front of a vending machine that you can interact with and displays messaging and information that's relevant to you. And this would all be designed for that partner's needs. So in this case, Facebook employees would know that the products that are in that machine are actually created based on their feedback, based on their inputs, and based on their consumption trends. And the interface itself could be designed to display their company culture, their values. There's even features where they could display messaging, such as company announcements or important uh, messaging that wants to go out to all of the staff. 
And for retail partners, of course, they would have the ability to use the interface to display things like advertisements and targeted ads to reach their customers in kind of a new way. So, you know, the customization part is is a massive part of, of what Outmeals does. And and we sort of position our brand as the empowerment piece. So it's sort of a powered by Upmeals uh, situation. So it's their products, it's their solution, and we're making it happen through our technology and our software. And I was thinking of a really good application for your vending machines, um, your smart vending machines, the co-working space. And especially WeWork does not reimburse for meat products, like your meal, they will reimburse only for vegetarian meals. So, you know, if, if talking about company cultures, you could design something with their logo, their interface, and have their values projected and very easily. And you don't have to completely retrofit anything. So it'll be like a giant screen and you can pick and choose and it can be even remotely changed the display, right? Yes, uh, everything can be managed remotely. Uh, we work with one of the brands that we're, we're in talks with already for having a pilot project here. They have a beautiful headquarters uh, location here in Vancouver. And of course, I mean, the value for their tenants and the people that are using this space to have these convenient, healthy, accessible meals ready for them that are based on their feedback would, would be massive. And the other flexible part about the UpMeals model, why it's different from, say, other you know vending machine companies or even other food delivery companies, is that the partners are in full control of the, the pricing model and how what price is charged on the user end. So UpMeals would have a kind of a wholesale relationship with that brand. Let's use WeWork as an example. WeWork would then have the ability to choose whatever price is displayed on the actual vending interface. So employers can choose to have it as just a subsidized, cost-effective meal program. But somebody like WeWork, that's a for-profit business, could apply a markup and turn it into a profit-generating source or potentially build it into part of their membership program and have it as a value-added option for their guests. So, you know, the flexibility with how the interface is controlled, how much control that our partners have over how it's used is a really valuable part and and a really innovative part about what UpMeals does in our model. So how much waste do you have? What do you do with the waste? It's a great question. And and that's one of the things that really bothered me so much from my previous business in catering. And I don't think people realize sometimes how much waste there is from a catered event, let's say a wedding for say two or three or 500 people, you know, all of that food, because it's been out and served and it's at a buffet, it's already been kind of picked through by the guests. None of that food can be saved. None of it can be donated. The food banks will not accept it. It's not packaged. So that creates a logistical issue. They won't take it. It's too risky. So all of that food gets thrown in the garbage and there's an obscene amount of waste that the events and the catering industry produces. We tackled to solve this problem with up meals because everything is individually packaged. We're able to actually monitor through our software, what items are approaching expiration, whether or not at optimal freshness. So when items have passed optimal freshness, but they're still technically edible, they're just not things that we can sell in a retail environment. Those items are actually repurposed the same day through a partnership with local food banks and local charities. So those meals actually are removed from the machine and distributed to local charities, local organizations, and and people that really need it. So it creates a zero waste solution, which we're really, really proud of. And it's something that isn't possible with a traditional business like catering, but is possible without meals. So that's something that's you know a huge priority for us to reduce that food waste uh, that's entering the waste system for us and something we're proud that we've accomplished. What percent of the food is donated? 
Well, that, that's what we try to manage tightly using our software. I mean, what we aim for is that l- certainly less than 10% of all the food that goes in needs to be repurposed. We use our software to really intelligently track that. We know exactly what's been sold in real time. We know what the peak time is. We know what items are performing well and what isn't. And our software actually suggests par levels for stocking based on that data. So, you know, we use the software to tightly control the waste and any minimal amounts of waste that is left over are donated to people that are actually in, you know, in need of healthy food through these great partnerships that we have uh, locally here in the city. So you know, that's something that we're proud of. Our goal always is zero waste for all of our solutions. This is so cool. This is completely different than the vending machine, which grabs the chips bag yeah. and has a couple of twirls and then it drops and you put your hand through the slot and pull it out. This is something so next generation so space age yeah and, and you know the this the logic between how like all those things you described i mean the behavior is not so different you're still accessing foods from a machine you're still reaching securely to grab that item but what's being served and the manner in which that you're accessing it is is different so and what actually the one positive thing that i will say about the vending machine industry is that their hardware the machines they use this is a very established 24 billion dollar a year industry their machines are reliable their machines work you know aside from that visual of you know getting the chip bag stuck at the top and you're shaking the machine but for the most part they work very very well so our technology our screen our software our cloud technology actually retrofits onto an existing vending machine so we're not designing and reinventing the wheel we're simply taking an, an established industry and sort of supercharging it and bringing it into the 21st century and, and helping it reach customers in new ways with most importantly healthy products i think most of us attribute vending machines from our whole lives here in north america to junk food to pop to chips to soda to candy and we want to change that so the screen do i have to touch the screen there is a, a touch screen element but the machine can also be navigated through other elements it's pressure sensitive not touch sensitive so you can navigate it with a, a pen or a stylus or or really any object there is also the option to navigate it using your phone to use a web app and we're working on some really exciting functionalities for people to be accessing the machine while not even needing to be in front of the machine so for example if you work in an office building and the machines on the 15th floor and you work on the 8th floor you could actually log into a web application on your smartphone view what's in the machine uh, reserve it pay for it and then once you walk up to the machine whenever you're free you scan a QR code and the item pops out and it's reserved for you so this is all technology we're building and it's possible by having this sort of cloud software based platform that we've added on to the vending hardware so your journey could not have been very easy especially with the pandemic yeah when did you start when did up meal start We started in April of 2019 so you know we were just under 2 years of really having this this idea being on its own you know we started developing the smart vending technology pretty much immediately after that it took us a, a little over a year to to bring a product to market to work with the right partners and develop it and get everything set up um but you know the the main challenges of course there were all sorts of technical challenges but in my opinion the main challenge is 
trying to change the perception of how people view vending machines. Just sort of how we spent the first you know, part of our call is kind of everybody reacts in a similar fashion that kind of really like, is the food fresh? Is the food delicious? Where does it come from? So there's sort of a, a perception change piece that we're really trying to tackle and be the leaders on to help people realize that vending technology is safe, the products are safe, and you know this is a great way to access healthy meals. You just need to think about it differently. How are you convincing them? Well, I think the first and foremost, it doesn't matter how flashy the technology is or how cool the app is. The food has to be good, right? The food still has to taste great. And that's really what it comes down to. So we've never lost sight of the fact that having the great professional chefs, having registered holistic nutritionists, having really talented people creating the food in a safe environment is always priority number one. So the easiest way is usually to have people try the food, to have people see the food and, and touch it and interact with it and taste it. And this is sort of the the reaction we get is really like really this can be served from a vending machine and this can be accessed in this way and I can have this for my lunch whenever I want or I can eat this at three in the morning if I want to you know this is the conversation that we're trying to start is not just that the food you know is delicious but also that you know it can be accessed conveniently and safely whenever you want so how did you get funding were you self-funded When we started, because we had the previous business, our catering business, we were able to back the company ourselves uh, up to a certain point. When we launched the smart vending technology, we saw the potential. We saw the traction from you know huge companies that wanted to install this. So we did do a, a funding raise, and I'm happy to report that we successfully raised over a million dollars as a seed funding raise to grow the vision and the mission of UpMeals, which was significantly oversubscribed from what our goal was. So you know to have so many people reach out and respond to our concept to see the value and the potential in this solution meant the world to us. And it made us so much more motivated to, you know, to expand this and to build the best technology and to grit the best people to help us uh, expand this vision. So did you do the fundraising through venture capital firm or... No, this was all raised from private investors. So, you know, we sort of did it what I call the, the old-fashioned way, where we, you know, we didn't use a crowdfunding platform. We actually just reached out to people. We hosted Zoom meetings and pitches. We invited people that we knew to learn about the opportunity. And we were very successful in, in doing that. And, and I think that's because people resonated with the concept, resonated with the idea. And we were able to show that we already had a functioning business. We already had a functioning product because we had you know backed the company and funded ourselves up to a certain point and and we're very grateful for that. And did you say that they can sell warm food or not? For right now in the North American market, we only do refrigerated items. And here in Canada, warm vending machines or hot vending machines are, are not permitted actually by our local coastal health authority. Um, certainly if that changes, that's something that, that UpMeals would love to do and love to explore. Potentially that might be something we can explore in the Japanese market. As you mentioned, those machines uh, exist and that technology is out there. But for now, we have refrigerated or ambient machines and everything is fresh and chilled, not hot. And in, in terms of your technology, did you guys develop it or did you have a partner? For, this, for the vending technology, for the link up between the screen and, and the software, we had a great partner called Smart One Technologies who is based uh, here in British Columbia as well. So it's a local partnership, which of course is, is fantastic for us. 
And for the software that is automating the processes of our production environment, for our menu creation, for our nutritional information, this is something that we're building ourselves uh, with our own team of developers. And that project actually has been backed and supported by the Canadian government. There's a very competitive innovation grant here in Canada called IRAP. And we were one of the recipients of that grant for our team to have more resources to, to build this faster, to, to, to have access to that market. Share with me a sample menu. So a sample menu would always be a combination of different items to fulfill different needs. So for some of our clients, an example menu might be, you know, a range of cold-pressed juices. It might be a range of healthy salad bowls, maybe a range of more substantial grain bowls and entree bowls, and then even full entrees that people could take and reheat at home or bring home with them from the office. And we'd also have tons of other value-added items like healthy treats, uh, energy bars, uh, plant-based treats, and other items where and even breakfast items like overnight oats or coconut chia pudding or breakfast wraps the idea is that if you are a resident of of an apartment building where our smart vending technology is installed or or an, an office employee that you can access this machine to fulfill whatever needs you might have throughout the day whether it's a breakfast or a lunch or a dinner or an afternoon snack and have it all accessible in one place and or even a gym i go to the gym pick up my chia pudding and go to work. Absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of fitness centers and gyms, they offer sort of maybe a limited variety of products because they're not kitchens. They, they don't have the capacity to do this. Maybe some smoothies or some energy bars or small things. But, you know, the important message and what sort of our pitch is to them is that, look, you have all these great fitness health focused members that are leaving your gym after their workout and going somewhere else to buy their meal or their breakfast or their lunch that's healthy. So with our solution, we can help you reach your customers, reach your members with those products and keep that revenue in your own location. So that's you know, a powerful message to gyms. And I think once those start to reopen again uh, with the same capacity we had before COVID, that that's going to be a really powerful opportunity. So your menu sounded really exciting, but what about ethnic food? What about regional food? Yeah, that's a great question. And what we do is we try to create as wide a variety as we possibly can, acknowledging there are so many tastes and preferences and, and individuals out there. One thing we're really proud of is we actually collaborate with regional or local chefs that help us develop recipes specific to certain areas or ethnicities where we can bring it into our production environment and, and launch it for all of our partners. So we'll work with collaborator chefs who are talented in their own specialty cuisine and get them to develop special recipes for us, which then go out to all of our network of machines so that you know our customers can say, hey, that looks delicious and I think my workforce would love it. Let's add it to our lineup. And it shows up in your machine the next week. That's the vision of what we're trying to achieve and, and how we feel that we can collaborate and, and offer more value. So do these machines come in different sizes? I could have like 10 meals or 10 varieties all the same. How does it work? Currently, we have one main model that we use for our smart vending installations. Uh, so that machine actually holds between 100 and 120 products on average based on most average configurations. So there's quite a lot of capacity in our base machine. And then we plan the restocking based on the consumption from our software. So in other words, how often do we come back to replenish is, is planned through the software. So if I was a business or even a co-working space, how much would it cost me to set up something like this? Is it on a lease model or do I have to purchase a vending machine or how does it work? 
So we install the technology. There's no actual cost for the hardware itself to be installed. Uh, it's an Upmeals piece of technology that's created for them. We sign on a, generally on a one-year agreement. There's a one-time setup fee, which allows us to create the custom interface, to design the machine, to design the packaging. And then there's a monthly subscription cost to access the software, which ranges from $299 to $499 per month, depending on the number of machines. So the overall cost, the maintenance cost and the upkeep cost is is very low. There's almost no upfront cost and a very small ongoing cost. So, you know, the idea is that, you know, this cost becomes completely covered from the sales with a small markup, or it becomes a profit generating source if they're applying a larger, more substantial markup. How much is an average mean cost? Because even though you could say, I'm giving you fresh food, I'm making it in a sustainable packaging, it has to, the cost is important factor to bring people on board to convince people? Absolutely. And it's a really important question. And, uh, you know, one of the unique things about our model is we run sort of a wholesale production model, which allows us to be more competitive in terms of pricing than a similar service, which would be something like a, a full service catering company or a meal delivery app. So on average, our solutions actually are anywhere from 30 to 50% more cost effective than a similar item ordered through, say, something like a meal delivery app. If we're using the example of, of a salad bowl with protein or an entree, an up meals item might be anywhere from 9 to $14. These are Canadian dollar prices, so just a bit down for US. Whereas that item, including delivery and tip through, say, a meal delivery app, would be anywhere from 20 to $25. So, you know, and certainly from a, a full-service catering company, it would be roughly the same range, that higher price, right? And you'd be having to order a larger amount. There'd be higher minimums. So we have a really flexible and cost-effective model, which we achieve through that wholesale production environment. And, and we're acknowledging that price point is, is important because it, it removes that barrier to entry and to have their customers willing to try it out. So where do you see your potential growth the next two years? Our main focus right now is expanding on our mission of, of making this healthy food accessible through technology. So we are very focused on expanding our smart vending technology, moving into new markets, moving into new territories. We just completed our first successful install in a residential apartment building, which is extremely exciting. So that's a market that we love to explore further. We want to explore fitness centers, more corporate environments, and even semi-public accessible places like ferry terminals or airports or bus tibos or places where there's all sorts of people that would benefit from accessing this healthy, delicious food. And we see ourselves expanding all across Canada, hopefully into the U.S. and then internationally over the next two years. I hope I can find your up meals vending machine when I take my next flight from an airport. That's my goal. You, you might just be able to, and I'm working hard to make that a reality. Thank you so much, Drew, for coming on Mindful Businesses. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Mindful Businesses with Vedya Ayer. If you're a creator of a mindful brand or would like to recommend a mindful brand to be featured on our show, send an email to info at mindfulbusinessespodcast.com. Subscribe and listen to us on your favorite podcast listening app. Remember to rate and review us. To learn more about this and our other episodes, check out our website, mindfulbusinessespodcast.com. If you learned a thing or two on this episode, Share it with one friend. This is Vidya Ayer with Mindful Businesses.